Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to episode 112 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. This episode is about one thing and one thing only, with a few tangents. The London Marathon. We're speaking here at 10.30am on a Monday morning, the day after the London Marathon, and this is the first chance I've had to talk to Holly about it all. There is so much to discuss. We talk about the sleepless night beforehand, the famous people I had pep talks from, and the surprises along the way. The actual running was almost just a secondary part to a day that I'll remember for the rest of my life. I had specifically downloaded an audiobook purely for its distraction techniques, but as I divulge here, I didn't listen to any of it, aside from the sexy bits. Instead, I was entirely distracted by the experience itself. The sights, the crowds and managing my running. Please bear with me here, I'm extremely sweary, but emotions are high, and mostly high, because I finished it, but also because I loved it. I can't wait to do it again. And a very big shout out to you, our wonderful podcast crew. I had so many messages of support and so many donations to my sponsorship page that I felt lifted by all of you. You made me cry, but in a very good way. We also, in this episode, discuss Holly's latest running adventures. Two weeks out from her half marathon, she's had a little wobble over the weekend, but I hope I've seen her right. Finally, it's been the third episode of Bake Off, and we have had a few thoughts about that, which we have to talk about now that we are the unofficial Bake Off podcast, with a bit of running on the side. Hey, Hull, let's talk about how brilliant Mary Bras are. You run in one, don't you? I absolutely do. I run all the time in the Mary Solidarity Sports Bra. It's a high impact sports bra, so it's really good for reducing bounce. And I can even run downstairs with it without having to grab onto my tits. Marvellous. I've also got the Solidarity. I was kind of amazed because I got the 32C, which fits me. I'm a 34B and it fits me perfectly. 
Um, and you can also get the Empower, which is for sort of slightly smaller boobs. Um, married bras come in a huge range of sizes from 28 to 38 underband and C to H cups. There are 52 sizes in total. So, um, Hole, let me tell you about how our brilliant bras came about. They were created by Mary Thomas, who is actually, get this, a woman in STEM. A real life woman in STEM. I am overcome with awe. (laughs) (laughs) So Mary noticed that most sports bras focus on the downward motion of boobs during exercise, but didn't combat the upwards direction. So she designed and engineered the overband technology, which is this piece of fabric that runs across the top of the bras that stop your boobs from hitting you in the face, technically speaking. Amazing. And God knows my boobs would be hitting me in the face without my Mary bra. I would marry my Mary bra if I could. Um, (laughs) They come in gorgeous colours as well. I've got the black, which I love, but the Solidarity also comes in green and peach and they all look absolutely gorgeous, all the colourways. Plus, each bra comes with a 12-month guarantee. Hurrah! And Mary offers free online fittings too, which is totally worth it if you've been running in the same grey bra for the last 10 years. Um, Mary does them herself and she's really lovely and you don't have to get your boobs out or anything. Uh, Mary now also has a collection of leggings and hoodies and the best tea I've ever run in, which you'll see on pretty much every sweaty post of my Instagram page. Yeah, if you haven't clocked that t-shirt yet, you've not been following Esther on Instagram. Um, So check them out, guys. You're going to love them as much as we do, I'm sure. They're absolutely brilliant. Uh, Find them at marry.com. That's M-A-A-R-E-E.com. And enjoy, because they are honestly the best bras we've ever run in. No joke. Have you joined us on Patreon yet? For just a couple of quid, you'll get some lovely patron-only perks, including an exclusive weekly newsletter from me and Holly, full of secrets and swearing and all sorts. We'll be doing a patron-only Zoom chat again very soon as well, because the last one was brilliant. Join us at patreon, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash women's running for all your extra Holly and Esther bits. You you look like a a different woman this morning. I am a woman transformed. You are a woman transformed. (laughs) It's like you've had your first kiss and everyone can tell. I know they can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so proud. Thank you. I followed your your little blob all the way around. So I guess some context for the listener. Context, yeah. Um, I didn't go in the end. If you are one of our patrons, then you would have not only known that, but also been part of that decision making, really, Um, that we had a lovely live catch up with our patrons last week. And I was just feeling a little bit, I've had a slightly chesty cough. It's not been horrendous, but just a little bit kind of of a scratchy throat, chesty cough, little Mm -hmm. bit of a dribbly nose and sneezing. And I've had slight half maranoia, if that's a thing. Um, about yeah about getting ill in anticipation of of the half because I've only got less than two weeks to go (laughs) um so uh I decided not to go all the way down to London um also train strikes and stuff meant that we couldn't go the day before so we would have had to get up early and it would have been a long day so I didn't Mm. go um but instead I followed Esther on the app 
I don't know if anyone yeah. else did this. Because um, like, yes, I just searched Esther Newman and there you were. I didn't need your bib, bib number or anything. So I wonder no. if there were any other listeners that followed you. But I think, I think a couple did. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Which is It was awful. amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. But tell me what it was like to actually be there. I imagine slightly better than sitting on the sofa and watching a little <laughs> blob that said EN go round and round London. It was, it was, it was absolutely fucking amazing. Was it? Yeah. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. I didn't. Oh, think I'm so, gonna cry. Like today is like, it's, it's half past 10 in the morning on Monday. So it's the day after the London Marathon and I have not spoken to Holly yet. So this is the no. first time that we've spoken and I'm going to yeah. really, really try not to cry, I think. Um, I'm, I'm already slightly tearing up just at the, <laughs> at the fact that you've done it. I was just, I, I do feel like, I do feel like I'm a proper marathoner, like in a way, like I just, I didn't think that the virtual marathon was enough. It was, somehow. but I yeah, see but what you mean. You've yeah. had the experience now. Yeah, and um, and I, there are a lot of things that really, really helped the experience. But I think one major thing that helped was having done Great North Run a couple of weeks ago, because mm. it may, which is so vast, um, and there are so, and so popular. So like, so many crowds come out that it made me kind of think. It made me kind of be in, be ready for a popular marathon with loads of people and lots of people along the way. So I felt, yeah, I actually felt more calm running this than I than I did running Great North Run in in a kind of strange way. But oh my god, it was just, it was amazing. It was amazing. Take me through the day. So you, you, do we want to start? Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? <laughs> Can I stop? <laughs> I was staying in a hotel. I managed to blag a hotel space. Also, so I don't think that's probably the right. I was, I was hashtag gifted um, a hotel yeah. room um, the, at the Western London City, which was perfect location because it was like 25 minutes to the start, but also about 25 minutes away from the finish on the tube. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, so I was, I was really fortunate to get that. So I had this lush hotel room which I didn't sleep a wink in. So I oh, I, have, I did see I your know. Instagram story saying oh. no sleep club. And I hoped that it was just, you know, because you were up early or something. I, I was a bit worried no. that it might. I nearly messaged you and was like, is this a repeat of Berlin 2022? It was a repeat of Berlin. The, it was re- I had the comfiest bed and I was just awake for all of it. I mean, I'm, I think I think oh. I might have dropped off for 20 minutes at one point at about <gasps> 2 o'clock in was the morning. Was it that bad? It was that bad. It was all the way through. And oh I was my like, God. I was doing all the tricks. I was like 500, 497, 494, 490. And I was doing that the whole night and it was like... We're doing box breaths. Box breaths. That they make me anxious. <laughs> I realise. Ironically, everything to do with like breathing techniques. I'm Just like, awful. What a fabulous reminder that if I stopped doing this, I would die. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. It's awful. No, I actually had that in the marathon as well. Anyway, uh, I get to that bit. But um, yeah, so no sleep. Um, but it was okay. And then, um, and I had planned and planned and planned and I'd like timings and stuff. So mm-hmm. I went down and had breakfast at about seven and then um nice breakfast peanut butter on toast for those nice excellent. 
Um, no more than that. And then, but a couple of cups of coffee. And then, because I knew that I had, and I was fortunate to have hospitality before the event, I wanted yeah. to go early because I knew that there would be accessible toilets and probably some more food and stuff if I wanted. But, and I thought it'd be easier and better to get there earlier rather than later. So, um, anyway, right. So I went to the tube station. And I was doing, I was doing um, tourist in London face, looking at phone, mm-hmm. looking up, turning around in circles, thinking, oh, where, which entrance? And some bloke just as he was leaving, tapped me on the shoulder and went, they're all going around there, love. Like that. And I turned around and there's like hundreds of people all going to Oh my God. One and I was just being such an idiot and not, hadn't really, hadn't sort of checked it out. Anyway, got on a train um, and that was, that was not, and it got absolutely, I, I think I got on quite early and it was eventually heaving with yeah. uh, heaving with them was um, that quite nice did you have a bit of was, solidarity well it was fucking lovely I sat yeah. next to um a little chap a little chap that's a horrible derogatory thing to say a chap <laughs> came <laughs> it's only because I loom over people he came and sat next to me and he was very sweet and very smiley and um and so we just started chatting. I was like, oh, if you, you know, because everyone's wearing their bib numbers and carrying their bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, have you done it before? And he said, yeah, 16 years ago. And I was like, oh, <gasps> so that was an interesting. Oh, call. that's so sweet. That's lovely. Yeah. Really nice. And he traveled down from Manchester with his wife and kids. And mm-hmm. um, and they had a specific place to wave at them. And she's also a runner. Anyway, it was lovely. It was chat, chat, chat. And I could hear there were two women behind me and they were they had had formed a firm friendship in in about three stops time where they were both oh. crying because of messages that were coming through from their kids and family and stuff and it was oh. like oh guys so that was really nice <laughs> that's so sweet so sweet um, oh, and be, then, i think it would be too much of a as of a kind of emotional event for me i would just be bawling from start to finish it it is really emotional it, mm. it is bizarre and um so yeah, so we got off. I had to you have to walk for quite a stretch um to get to where we we're going. Um and then there's there was this lovely hospitality tent. So I kind of I I rammed in there. And um oh god, I've not told you any of this, have I? This is great. Right. So no, I go I'm so this, excited. It's brilliant. So there's this lovely tent and it's got and I, I kind of didn't really clock what was going on, but basically you walk into this big square tent, you walk in one side. Um, and there's kind of nice loos and there was kind of, you know, bits of food and things and some people milling around, none of whom I knew. Um, but on the other side, there's lo- loads of doors. You go out the door and then you're on, you're standing basically by the start line of the marathon. Oh, dreamy. I did oh. see that you managed, because I was also following my friend Non, shout out to Non, who also did the London Marathon yesterday. Um, and oh my goodness, was within like two minutes of your time. You were so, no. <laughs> yeah, you were so well, like evenly matched. Yeah. Um, but she started almost an hour after you did, I noticed. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, so like, um, well, the two brilliant things about it was that they, well, there's so many brilliant things about that. So I, I feel like I don't really want to go on about it because I know it's like a, it's a real privilege to be able to get this position because it means that you can start without having to stand in a pen mm. getting cold and stuff and um but it also means you can watch the start of the elites oh my gosh oh god so you got to see famous people yeah I mean fleetingly my god yeah. they zoom off you know mm-hmm. so that was great and there was like the band you know the the band wearing all the red coats doing the yes the... you did send me a picture of that and when they start playing 
they were playing all sorts of bits and pieces, but they played like the the, the marathon theme tune. And oh, it I didn't was know just, there was one. Oh, don't you know the marathon theme tune? No, so please must. sing me the marathon theme tune. Oh, well, I don't. I, uh, oh, the, the one that goes da 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 da. So if you watch the marathon on TV, they play it all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I suppose that sounds kind of vaguely familiar, but I didn't realise that that was a specific marathon theme tune. Well, they've got it from, I don't know what it is, actually, but they they use that the whole time. Um, And anyway, so they start playing that and I got really weak. Oh, please let us know if anyone knows what the origins of the marathon theme tune are. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like... It's kind of, it's as rousing as the Black Beauty theme tune um, or Chariots of Fire or something. But anyway, it was lovely. Um, so that was all really nice. And then then I bumped into, oh, no, no. So then the most random thing was I thought, oh, I'll go and get myself a coffee. Didn't know anyone in there. So I went and queued for a coffee. And behind me in the queue was Chris Evans. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, doing the marathon? Yeah. Oh, go on, Chris. This is, well, he's does it every single year right oh really he's quite, he's quite famous for doing it every single year because oh, he does run um, fast run and stuff doesn't he he's big yeah. into yeah yeah that yeah. makes sense so um but he's standing behind me and I clocked it's him but I'm like well I can't talk to Chris Evans this is ridiculous and then someone spoke to him and then he speaks and I was like oh I really recognize I can't not recognize the voice and everything yeah so like I had to acknowledge because there's only three people in the queue the person in front of me me and Chris Evans. Chris Evans. So, <laughs> God, so I tur- the life of a famous woman. I know. So <laughs> in the end, I turned around and went, oh, it's you. Right, like a twat. Oh, it's oh, you. That's quite sweet. And he said, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, And I said, um, to kind of give it a bit of context and to try not to sound like a total idiot, I said, I asked if Vassos was there because I've spoken with Vassos before on his podcast and... Um, We've just we've spoken a bit over email and stuff. Um, so and he said, "Oh yeah, he's over there. He's running as a minion." And um, <laughs> so that's not funny. <laughs> that's a, a twist in the tale. That wasn't. <laughs> what I was expecting to um, but then he asked who I was and what I did. So I was I was talking about this and women's running and stuff. And um, he said, he said something like, "Oh, well done, you." It's got sort of slightly patronising. Oh, slightly, like, yeah. Hmm. And, but then I was like. Um, how many it is times wonderful, you... isn't it, seeing women do things these days? <laughs> yeah, it's remarkable the things yeah. they can do. But I said, um, I said, how many times have you run it? How many times, you know, what what marathon number is this? And he said, I honestly can't remember. Oh, my um, gosh. So he's done it so often, he can't remember. Um, and he said, but I'll tell you this, though, um, the first marathon, I, I'll never forget. That was absolutely the best one. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, and I, I, I told him that this is the first time I was doing it in real life. And so then he took me to once we got our coffees and he sort of held my elbow and pulled me away to give me tips. <laughs> tips from Chris Evans. Chris Evans. And he was like saying, he said, um, the marathon is, a, is basically a game of two halves. You've got the first race, which is 20 miles. And then the last race is the last six miles. And as long as you know that, then you can prepare for it. And he said, if you're planning to run the whole way, never walk or stop because you'll seize up just run slower right and he kept mm-hmm. on saying run slower I've got to say that again you've got to make sure that you just run slower <laughs> and I was like oh, okay God. okay um and there was something he said I don't think there's oh. much slower I can go when I'm trying when I'm <laughs> when I'm already 
plodding along. Out, there is definitely slower I can go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and I can't remember. There was there might be one or two other. T- anyway, he sort of kept me there for for a while before he was dragged off by someone that was desperate for an autograph or a picture or something. Oh well, thank you to um, Chris Evans because that means that we can now Evans. call this ep- episode. Chris Evans's top tips for marathon running. Yes, I, I know. I can do that, can't I? Oh, boom. Um, yeah, lush. So, um, and then, uh, oh, then then I saw Helen Thorne, Scummy Mummies. Oh, yeah, um, lush. And so I attached myself to her like a little limpet because I was like, she's the only person mm. I really know in here. Yeah. So we kind of, um, I, without a buy or leave, I just went and, stayed by her table and talked to her and we discussed uh how many poos we'd had that morning nice um, which is good spoiler her two me three um <laughs> and then um yeah we just had general general chats about things um and eventually oh sharifa turned up so she came over oh um, did, was she running this year she she wasn't running she was documenting for social media purposes okay. um, and t- tellingly videoed helen but didn't but not me oh <laughs> but I, I would have videoed like, you please please don't video me um not that i was being asked so that was all that was all really nice and um just as i, I had like a cup of coffee and um I, oh i went to the loo for one last time not another poo mm-hmm. um and when i came back out everyone had gone i was like oh <gasps> shit Oh, that's like, that's like nightmares. That was that's, nightmare. That's, uh, yeah, classic nightmare. Yeah, of you, that was Yeah, nightmare. the race has already awful. started without yeah. you. And yeah, you've got it to was. Run just to catch up. It was, it was classic. Um, and then I just spoke to one of the very nice organisers and I was like, ah! and she said, it's all right, they've only just, don't worry. And, and I was taken to the start line. It was a kind of a little nifty start line place where you could just sort of sneak in. Um, and then before I knew it, I was off. So I, I kind of... I barely had time to sort out my Audible. Um, I I forgot to start the app. So you're supposed to start a London Marathon. I didn't do that until I was 15 miles in. Forgot all about it. Oh, um, well, I hope I, you get I, my message. Did you send I me a sent, message? I sent you a message. Apparently it comes to you via email when you get all the rest of your stats and stuff. Oh, I haven't got that. Have you got oh. an email yet? I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay, well, you should have a message from me. I wonder if anyone else would have sent you a message because if we were tracking you on the app, then it gave us a chance to do, it was like a, I can't remember what it was, booster, something booster. Oh, oh, well, I'll I'll have a look on the app because, um, yeah, no, I I felt like such an idiot. I was, yeah, 15 miles and then I was just suddenly, I just thought, oh shit, people are tracking me and I don't think I turned the tracking It worked on. though, I managed to track you somehow. Yeah, I, I tracked oh. you from the very beginning. Oh, amazing. Okay, so well, I guess when you kind of, when you step over the mar- markers, there's probably a GPS thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so it was, um, yeah, so I kind of, there was just definitely in the first kind of half mile, I was like, shit, 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 because I hadn't synced my headphones and I hadn't sorted out what I was listening to and anyways all this kind of stuff and I was trying to sort it out actually while I was running <laughs> so oh god was like oh yeah <laughs> um but yeah it was um and then basically then it was just running and it was um I spent I spent all I, sp- I felt like I spent all of it holding back was the thing did I you was, yeah I was so worried about going too fast and fucking it up and feeling awful at the end 
So particularly in the first 20 miles, I I was looking at my watch constantly. Yeah. And pulling back. I thought your um, pacing was really good though. I think it was fine in the end, yeah. Yeah. I, I was constantly looking at it and just thinking, because um, I'd, I'd spoken to Helen in the tent and she was gunning for a, a 420. And I was like, well, I can't do that. Um, she's so speedy. She is speedy. Um, but she's she's worked really hard for it over this year. And she wants to eventually do like a four mile, a sub four. And like, I, I never want to do that. That's not anything that I've ever, I don't no. want to go fast. I just want to complete. Um, and in my head, I did have like the 438 from last year. So I had that in my head. I'll get to where I got at the end of this kind of rambling conversation. I think but, um, I know. I think you I should know. know. Yeah, you, mm. you'll know. Um, but in my head, I was just like, I just want to complete. And I want to complete without feeling awful. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to shit my pants. And I, just, and I don't want to hit the wall. And um, so I was just like desperate, desperate mm-hmm. not to feel those awful things. And so, yeah, so for the first 20 miles, for sure, I was just like checking my watch and looking at it and thinking, so I work in miles rather than kilometers. And I was just like going 10, 20 was kind of where I was. I knew that that was my happy place. Looking back at my long runs, 10, 20, if I've been on the flat, 10, 20 was kind of where yeah. I ended up being without trying. Um, so I, I was constantly looking at that. And then every time that I was more like 10, 50 or whatever, I was like, that's fine. That's fine. But sometimes, because there are some downhills Sometimes I'd sort of look yeah. and it'd be like 9.50 and I'd be like, no, 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 pull back, pull back, pull back. Yeah. And I did that thing of of trying to stay, like I'd find someone and that if they seemed to be running at a good pace, I would sit behind them. So there were a couple of, um, I tried to remember who they were. I remember there was one woman and I couldn't remember what her back of her vest was. I wish I could shout her out and just say you were my unofficial pacer. And there was a, yeah. there was a bloke who was running for, oh, I think it was for Parkinson's. and. I stayed in his wake for a really long time. And then my unofficial pacer, and this is going to be the title of my next novel, um, Darth Vader. Darth Vader was my pacer. Oh, I love it. I love it. I was going to ask whether there are any particular characters (laughs) that you you locked on to. (laughs) Yeah, he was was great. I was with him for a good mile. Was he wearing Um, the mask? Yeah, mostly. I think he tipped it up a bit. But uh, yeah, he was most, mostly there in the mask. <laughs> I mean, it was Darth Vader light. I don't think it was the full, you know. But he, he yeah, bless him. He was he was doing a doing a fucking sterling, hell. Sterling Imagine work. doing that. I sound like Darth Vader anyway when I run. <laughs> I know. How do you do it? Yeah. Um, but the, you know, I was. Um, I did try and remember who I was overtaken by for for the pod. Um and. And I was overtaken by two unicorns and a poo. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> two unicorns and a poo. There are so many potential titles for this episode. <laughs> Chris Evans, two unicorns and a poo. Yeah. And Darth Vader was and my Darth pacer. Darth Vader was my pacer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so that was good. And then um, I've, I had well, to write notes. I need, I need to ask this quickly. What yeah. was it like... Because obviously, like you said, you've done the Great North, so you have yeah. had crowds before. But yeah. what was it like scale-wise? Was it just insane? It was fucking insane. Yeah. It was insane. Imagine. I, I mean, Whenever were... I've watched it on telly and stuff, it just, I, I've never seen so many people doing one thing. It was, uh, it's unbelievable. Like, there, I mean, there are, 
there's a ridiculous amount of Great North Run, but I think probably because 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 I'm from London as well, that that gives an extra bit of affinity. So that mm-hmm. I have this emotional attachment to it, particularly around the kind of Greenwich Blackheath area, and then, but no, not nothing. And I guess because you you know that you're running like the most famous marathon in the world, basically. Yeah, and and people just. I did. I've taken some video, which um, it would be nice. We can share it on socials and stuff. Um, but some video, a, a shaky video while I'm running of the noise from the crowd, which is absolutely intense. I mean, there are there are some bits where it's a little bit quieter, but not loads and loads. It used to be the case that you'd cross over um, Tower Bridge, turn right into kind of no man's land, and it would be really quiet for six or seven mm. miles. Um and that's not the case now. They make sure that it's populated around there. But the kind of the last, the last kind of five miles is is just mental, and it, and it's just like you know you're you're tr- trying to cope with the with the noise, but also what you're seeing, and it's yeah. not like just. And it, I mean, it's it's so. I mean, honestly, it was just. Oh God, I'm going to go. It was just. It was absolutely mm. amazing. It was so like. Like you'd see people being hugged and kissed and stuff, which was just lovely. Aww. And people getting so excited when they saw the people that they were supporting. And that, and that, you know, it was the same thing where, you know, people were sort of shouting for specific people, but shouting for everyone. And and I didn't have my name on my T-shirt, but people were kind of seeking me out. You know, I had, there was a couple of women that were kind of trying to make eye contact to say, you oh, know, come on, you, you're almost there. You can do it, you know. And it was just like, it was amazing. And then, you know, and I the whole time of this, I was trying to listen to a fucking audiobook, right? And um, <laughs> and I didn't. I don't think I know any of the story of this audiobook. No, audiobook, I was going to say, no, yeah, the audiobook was supposed to last four hours and forty five minutes, and I thought that'd do me. Mm-hmm. And um, and the book was called Tin Man, right? And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing all over again because there's only four minutes left on it. Um. And all all that happened, it's a bit like, you know, when you've got, so when I was at school, the book that all of the 12-year-old girls would read, um, so we're going back 35 years here, we all read Forever by Judy Bloom, which is going to go over your head some. Completely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is like the tween book and it's like um Judy Bloom absolutely but I know I've completely gone on a tangent here no no I'm interested as to where this is gonna go (laughs) she Judy Bloom is my hero and she wrote these books for girls that kind of explained periods and growing up and all this Mm -hmm. sort of thing and there was one book called Forever which is where the main character has sex for the first time Mm-hmm. And and if you got it out the library, closely monitored by the librarian, who was like, hmm, I'm not sure about this one, um, it would fall open on the pages. On the sexy in, bit. On yeah, the yeah so, classic. Tin Man, turns out Tin Man is just uh, full of gay sex. And so weirdly, the only bits that I was listening to... <laughs> <laughs> those bits. So the only bits I know that happen in there are some, some really quite raunchy sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that I didn't hear oh, that's it. quite no funny knowing, yeah. knowing as well that that's you know as you're running past that that's what's going on in your in your ears <laughs> all sorts of stuff very fruity in parts um <laughs> I so, didn't listen to my audiobook last time I did well the only time really that I did a big race hmm. um 
because of exactly the same thing as you, I think. I think I just got a bit faffy at the beginning with it kind of started before I was ready. I was also standing with someone at the start line who I was running with. Um, Mm. And so I was talking to him and we did the first kind of three miles together. We did the first three miles together and then he very politely was like, can I can I go on now? And I was like, yes, of course you can. <laughs> Sorry if I've just been given you sore knees by feeling like you had to plod alongside me. Um, but um, yeah, I think it just meant that I didn't, I, I, I didn't get it sorted beforehand. And then mm. once I was running, I was like, well, let's just, let's just go. And I don't yeah. know. I ran it, I ran it a lot slower than I'd run my training runs so maybe there was something in that yeah but then also I think I was just so overexcited by the also I think I was doing exactly the same thing as you because I set off knowing it was going to be the the slowest the longest run I'd ever run in my life Hmm. I was just really consciously I think trying to pull back yeah yeah Yeah. um and I didn't have a watch or anything at that point so I wasn't doing it sort of properly scientifically I was just kind of going slower than you think slower than you think the whole time yeah yeah I think I think that's that's yeah Anyway, sorry, I went off on a tangent then. All all that was to say was, I'm not surprised that you didn't feel like you really paid any attention to the audiobook because I remember thinking that. I was like, bollocks, I've not turned my audiobook Mm. on in time. And then I loved just listening to the crowd and looking around at what was going on and all the bands that are playing. And it's just so so exciting. It's like being at a festival, isn't it? it? Yeah. Oh, my God, the bands. Like, yeah, and I think... I have to say, I'm going to I'm going to stick to my guns and say I would definitely do audiobook again because I, would I did li- I I would listen particularly a fruity one because mm-hmm. I would listen in occasionally. I did, um, but but rather than following any kind of narrative, just listening to words, which I found soothing, um, and definitely like if I because I had you know there were various bits during the run where I was like, mm. oh shit, my bum feels like it's it's kind of seizing up or the back of my leg feels a bit twingy or my foot feel, you know, and you go through all these paranoid bits. I was like, I've broken a bone in my foot. And then I would bring bring myself in and I'd listen to her words while she was talking. I just think, okay, okay, okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, But yeah, so so to zone in and zone out. It brings you out of it, doesn't it? It stops you from overthinking. Yeah, it does. It totally does. And it meant that I didn't also, if I, because I wasn't listening to music, which I'd never listened to music anyway, but because I wasn't listening to music, it meant that I totally focus on the entertainment on the side of the road, which was absolutely amazing. Oh my Aww. God, it was so amazing. And I did, I wept and I was, I was like, there were bits where I was like laughing because it was just so good. Yeah. There was, there was one, there was, I mean, the drumming was great. They positioned the drumming bits really, really well. Like there was one particularly that was like under a bridge. So all the echo of the drums, oh, so it was like really, so cool. really loud that's really awesome. amazing really dramatic and there was one I think it was around I might have this wrong but I think it was around mile 18 um and there was um an all women choir singing stuff I wish I could remember oh the song god that they were I th- oh god uh, no it was Queen. Oh, they were singing just... they were singing Queen and I was just like I was in bits it was so powerful and so beautiful it was absolutely mm. amazing um I was trying to remember the other bands and things but anyway they had the support yeah the support was was unbelievable particularly I I I just thought so there's a bit where when when you go on to I think it's Canary Wharf is the bit you go into after you turn off so so Tower Bridge is about mile 12 so you Mm -hmm. know you're kind of halfway there 
Um, and all of that was fine. Um, and then we turn right into Canary Wharf. And at that point, the sort of bad bit is, you know, you're going to be running around things that aren't very pretty or very interesting to look at. But also for a, a couple of miles, you're running one way and the speedier runners are running the other. Um, oh God, always depressing. Yeah. And I was kind of all right. I was coping with that fine. And I must admit, it was when we'd done the loop and we were then where the speedy people were and I we were then seeing the slower runners coming up. Um, and I, it did feel like they were staring at me like, you utter, utter bitch. You know, I was getting lots of very Aww. tired faces looking at us because we were a good so we were heading into mile 20 then so we were totally home stretch and they were like mile 13 and that feels like a like a it, it you know just another year away doesn't yeah it, really, yeah for sure so um I did feel very sorry for them um tell me yeah. about the moment that I was very excited to watch on the little tracker. Yeah. When you kind of rounded the corner by Buckingham Palace and you were going up the mall and stuff. What was that like? That was, do you know, that was amazing. It was amazing. I didn't realise we were going to get so, quite so close to like Big Ben mm-hmm. um, and and all of that stuff and, and Buck Pal. Yeah, um, as it's known. <laughs> as we fondly call it. Um, so all of that was amazing. But I have to say the bit that made me cry was Cutty Sark. So that's really? way yeah. So that's that quite was, early on, isn't it? Yeah, like six or seven miles in. Um I think because I'm familiar with that, that's my stamping ground and I've seen it so often. Um Did you have a ground. I've grown so far and <laughs> did you have one of those moments? You're no, allowed to. Didn't have one of those. No. One of those. Okay. I just I I remember just laughing because I was so happy. And um, oh. it, and it was just the feeling of togetherness. Like we're all waving. There was a t, the big uh, um, m- like monitor facing us, which was sh- reflecting us. So we knew that potentially we could be on the BBC. So everyone was waving as they went past it. And um, then someone did the oggy 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 shout that you get at Great North Run, oh. and everyone joined in. And I associate f- that with being Welsh, by the way. When we oh, do, when we mentioned, yeah, when we were mentioning that for Great North Run, I I definitely associate that with being a Welsh rugby thing, like a, uh, yeah. I oh, wonder yeah. what its origins are. Yes, I don't know what its origins. I mean, it, it's definitely like Great North Run. They've got it even on like the lanyard when that holds your medal. Um, it's so so Have famous. They? Okay, yeah. so maybe it does originate. Oh, I don't know. I've no idea. But because right, I'm sorry, I'm quickly googling Oggy 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 origin. <laughs> oh, apparently the chant originates from Cornwall. Oh, where tin miners' wives would shout Oggy 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 when delivering paste pasties, known oh. as Oggies, to their husbands. In the 1970s, the Welsh folk singer and comedian Max Boyce used the chant to drum up crowd excitement at performances. So, oh, it's more Cornish and Welsh, and not it's great more Cornish fun. and Welsh. Yeah, That's strange. I'm going to call my Cornish pasties my Cornish oggies from now oggies. on. Yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just like, um, but but we, yeah, as we as we were running around that bit and the shout went up, that felt. And this is going to sound so twattish but it felt so powerful to be running park because it's heaving there there are so many people watching mm-hmm. but the people that were making the most noise were the runners 
right so and you had to just sort of think oh my god how must how amazing must that be to watch because you're on the sidelines cheering and then the runners have still got breath in their bodies to shout this kind of amazing chant and so that was really so the people are shouting oggy 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 and you're all shouting oi 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 back no all the runners the runners it's just the runners that are doing the chanting just the runners doing it just yeah the people are just cheering going come on come on come on but it was the runners that set up spontaneously started an oggy 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 (gasps) yeah Oh my god! Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought that, that was like an organised oggy oggy no, oggy. No. <laughs> no, totally disorganised and just the runners, and it was oh, loud so and it was brilliant. So it was, okay, um, yeah. high spot, low spot, low spot. Very. Yeah, you good could start question. with the low spot, and then we can have a high. Low spot, low spot. Sorry, Forget we always do this on on hol- yeah. My dad always makes us do this, even though it sounds a bit <laughs> negative to have a low spot. No, but, do it. I think forgetting it's... to turn my Garmin off at the end was a bit of a pain in the arse. Yeah, <laughs> but there, but it's not so. It's, I mean, I know that I texted you at the time, but actually, it's not such a pain because um, Garmin knows when you've started walking, so it so it can tell you. Yeah. Also, I was going to say I do have all the stats from the. Yes, so do it, I. Yeah, it tracks you so intensely, doesn't it? Doug, I know. Doug it's thought it was a bit creepy. He it his, is a bit creepy. Yeah, he thought it was there were some cyber security issues going on there. He didn't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, I was like, "You've just done the last one in ten minutes thirty-two or whatever," and he was like, "You you shouldn't know that. That's weird." <laughs> yeah, it was. It did feel a bit strange because I knew because I knew like you know among other people I knew that like my dad was uh, and my dad was then on holiday I think in Spain and he was tracking me and my mum down in Brighton and you know so everyone was sort of like had an eye on this thing um and we're all getting updates like when I finished or yeah I fallen over and collapsed everyone would get that update too so it it did feel a bit like uh, yeah um, but yeah I don't do you know what I don't think there were any low points I it was just like, I didn't think I'd be here today saying to you, I absolutely fucking loved it. But I absolutely fucking oh, loved I'm it. I'm so glad that you did. It was amazing. And I didn't hit the wall. And the best thing that I did throughout it was um, my, was doing the gel thing, the gel trick, which mm. isn't a gel trick at all, but it's just, it's ensuring that I'm having my carbs at the right time. So I was starting my first gel at mile five. So I'd have that. It would always take me almost a mile to have a gel because you're just t- taking a bit and a bit and a bit. Yeah. And so in my head, as soon as I got to mile five, I'd be like, right, the next one's going to be mile eight. So I'd be just be going, right, mile eight, mile eight, mile eight, mile eight. And then eight, then, I, then I'd have that one. Then I'd be like, mile 11, mile 11, <laughs> then 14, then 17, 100%. then 20. So I was just seeing it in three mile increments. And that really, really helped. So, you know, by the time I get to 20, it's like, I've only got one more to go. Yeah. I've only got one more to go. So that was really good. There was a bit of disjointed kind of GPS on my Garmin to the mile markers. So that was a bit of a fucker. That was a bit of a, like I would, I would get to 23 miles on my watch half a mile before I got to the mile marker. Oh no. So you'll see happening. Well, because you, you don't do, um, you don't follow. So the mile marker is for a specific. For if you're following the line. If you follow the blue line. Yeah. yeah. Um, But you're weaving in and out of people um you know doing also you, you always do longer and I ended up doing 27 point something or other in the end um 
Yeah, oh, I'd sue. I'd sue. <laughs> but everyone does, and also it can be the nature of GPS is is not you know because everyone's got their watches on. Yeah, so GPS is mental. So because that's the thing that I didn't do. I didn't track my um, half marathon when I did the bath one. I think yeah. because at that point I didn't really understand. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stand about pacing and stuff. And so I was like, I don't need to look at any of all I really used Strava for was seeing, checking on my mileage so that I knew when I could stop and when I was halfway and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And so I never turned it on for the bath half because I just allowed the mile markers to tell me where I was. But that's actually quite interesting. Maybe that's a potential if you if I guess you have to. I'm more conscious of my pacing and stuff now. Mm. But um, yeah, that maybe not looking was quite good because it meant that I didn't have any depressing feelings of like maybe it was more, but I never I never knew. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it may well have been a little bit because, and yeah. that can be slightly depressing, oh, really yeah, demoralizing because... for me because I fully do like from from the from the first mile, like from the off, I'll be going okay, twelve and a bit to go. <laughs> I'm really yeah. bad for it. But yeah, I, I, I play those games with the miles in my head, and it really gets me through. And if there's a if there's a fuck up, mm. then I find it quite difficult to get my head back in gear it's really hard and particularly mm. in the last couple of miles where you're like I know I know it's an extra half mile on top of what I can see on my watch and that can be a bit and and, and, yeah. and, and the the gap just got longer and longer and longer so I, I remember it was like 0.6 of a mile between between my watch saying it was 26 miles and there being a thing there saying it's 26 miles and I was like Fuck yeah oh but, my god yeah running to to go back to an earlier question to go on to the mall mal is it the mal I think it. I, I it don't know. I think it's the mal. I think my mum yeah. would say the mal. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go with your mum. Yeah. Okay. okay. I know them, yeah. yeah. So I was running. Yeah, because the mall sounds like you're just about to go shopping, doesn't it? Yes. So it does. I was, That's like the mall cribs causeway in Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's not the mall. It's not the mall causeway. cribs causeway. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. So you turn right onto the mall, and um, the honestly. The thing that struck me most was I didn't realise that was the finish line. I knew the finish line was on the mall, mm. but because it didn't say finish, I didn't realise it was the finish line. So, um, so it's like really, a, it doesn't say finish. Yeah, it doesn't say finish. So there's a. It should be really blindingly obvious to yeah, anyone. Come on, sort that out for next year, London Marathon. Though have finish on your finish line. <laughs> come on. Because I was looking at it, and it's a black gantry but but you you've kind of there are quite a number of things that you run under lots of signs and stuff that you're running under as you're doing it and so I saw it and I thought we're probably going to run through it 
Oh, and oh no, because the, the new thing this year is that there was kind of um, dig- it was a digital display at the top, and there were sort of messages of support. So as you were running up to it, there was some. I think there was some clever linking that if you if your family had sent you some stuff, that they were kind of showing it above there. Oh, I know. So that was very very really sweet. sweet. It was really really lovely, and I I knew in my kind of totally cooked brain by that stage I knew that that's kind of what that was but I thought what was going to happen was that you'd run under it and then there would be the finished thing a bit further on so when we stopped when when it looked like everyone had actually stopped running I was like oh Oh no, it is the finish. That's the end. So, yeah. So a bit of an unceremonious finish. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was a bit weird. Um, and I think also I think also because the crowds had gone, I could hear that they were really loud as I was approaching, and they were not quite so loud when I was coming mm-hmm. up. And so and I think maybe that's because A, they'd spotted me, but also B, because I think there was a couple of um big charity runners probably fancy dress things that they always get big cheers yeah um knowing from having had Darth Vader as my pacer he was getting quite a lot that was I was also nice secondhand secondhand cheers you're in loads the, of cheers in the it's cheer slipstream it really helps there was yeah. also a guy um who also was oh, I was running around the same time as him as well and he was dressed up as um Elsa from Frozen and he was, you know, Aww. everyone's like, let it go, mate. Let it go. <laughs> and there was loads of cheers for him. And so that was really nice to be around. And there were there were also six men in a basket. We, and I was spot on pace with them for a while. They were they were they were doing some kind of um, Guinness World Record attempt, all running at the same pace. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, um, I'd like they, that to be the title as well for this episode: Six Men in a Basket. Six Men in a Basket. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, isn't it? Yeah. I, I was. I I saw because our colleague who we sweat with Gary, um, yeah. who's super, super. He's super speedy now. Oh my! Isn't God, he? Very, very speedy. I know. He ran the Cardiff half over mm-hmm. the weekend as well. And did you see that he put something up on social media about the fact that someone bouncing a tennis ball up and down on a racket? Yeah. Ran it faster than him. Yeah, Which, and when we say faster, like Gary is fast. I was yeah. very impressed by Gary's time. And this bloke so bouncing a tennis ball up and down for a Guinness World Record attempt ran the marathon faster. I mean, that's I mental. Mean, some of these Guinness World Record attempts are bonkers, they like were... genuinely amazing. There were a lot of also weird. I did, I did see, I did see quite a lot of Guinness World Record attempts, and now I'm here. I can't remember. Apart from the six men in a basket, um, <laughs> um, but there was there was someone that went past, and I was and I was genuinely because it said it always says on the back they have a little thing saying Guinness World Record attempt, and it, it, they ran past, and I was like, I don't understand what that attempt is. No, how like, many men can you get in a basket? Well, the, the basket one. Yeah, I, could, I didn't know what that was. But there was another, there was someone else that went past wearing, I think they were wearing a post box or something. And it was just like, I think you're stretching well, the longest confines distance run of... as a post box. I mean, yeah. it's just getting a bit silly by that point, isn't it? A uh, bit weird. Fun fact. Sorry, this yes. is really off topic. But Doug actually has a, he, he, he never, you know, it's, it wasn't entered into the Guinness World Records. He never had it verified. But, yeah. When we were in school, because Doug and I went to school together, um, when we were in school, we were in like year eight or something. I ne- I might need to corroborate this with him, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that he saw a thing about a Guinness World Record for the most bananas eaten in a minute. <laughs> and it was it was only like two. 
Because I guess they're quite like you know they 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 they're they they're quite starchy. They fill you up quite quickly. Yeah. So it was only like two. So Doug managed to eat three bananas in a minute. <gasps> I know, beating no. the Guinness World Record. <laughs> and by the time he'd really sort of thought about like, should I try and get this? You know, get in the Guinness World Records for this. There was a new record that was like six bananas, and he couldn't Aww. he couldn't get it. But for a moment there, Doug briefly. actually had uh, briefly he'd eaten the most bananas in a minute. <laughs> God, he's quite the catch, isn't he, Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> that and his squirrel chasing. <laughs> yeah, of course. These are the kind of things that, yeah, that he would get up to. <laughs> there's, definitely, the there's definitely a, a, a joke that is, is probably slightly homophobic, really, of about private school young boys stuck, sticking bananas in their mouths, so... <laughs> Like, yeah should, should we just move on let's, yeah let's segue yeah. away from that yeah because <laughs> it was all lovely and wholesome I promise yeah I'm sure it was I'm sure it was yeah yeah and now we've got back into tin man territory and now we're back into tin man territory having <laughs> erotic <laughs> content on the pod for everybody <laughs> yeah maybe I should read some passages from it I mean it really was quite yeah yeah we could that'd be quite fun. Okay, I definitely, okay. it definitely, I did fancy Doug when he when he managed to eat three bananas in a minute. So did you? So it yeah. was a tick, a tick in the praise. Yeah, it was a yeah. tick actually. So <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this has gone weird now. Let's talk more about the marathon and uh, I'll wind up something I else. Want to talk about your yeah. running. Okay, cool. It's not that interesting. So, well, no, I was, I was, well, the, I had, there were two other things I was going to say. One was that right at the end when, what's, I tell you what's really lovely is they put the medal over your neck and I've done the races I've done over the past two years, more often than not, they thrust a goodie bag at you and your mm. medal is tied up with a bit of elastic band at the bottom of your goodie bag and it feels very unceremonious and, and yeah. like, uh it felt lovely to have someone look you in the eye and say, well done, really mean it, and put a medal over your neck because that's when you cry. Aww. So that was lovely. But also what was really, really fun about that was that just I entered the wrong queue. Two queues to my left. The person that was putting the medals over people's necks was Elliot Kipchoge. <sighs> Shit. Oh, I did see that on your Instagram. I did see that on your Instagram. That was why that wasn't full shock because I was like, I know that somehow. And I yeah. realized that, yeah, because you were in the wrong queue. So who did you have doing yours? A- just a very, very nice lady. Oh. Um, yeah. But it, I, was the I Elliot was just Kipchoge like, queue long? Quite big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't, well, no, actually, I don't think people noticed because um, it was very, very well managed. So there was only, you know, I just walked in. There was like maybe two people ahead of me. That's all. And I think the same was true of Elliot Kipchoge's line because people didn't realise it was him. And he was just stood there putting medals over. And you could see people were just like, oh, it's actually you. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Yeah, I think I would be completely out of it. I'd probably go, thanks, mate. And just (laughs) move on. And then then a few minutes later go, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that was... Oh God. I mean, all of it. I'm just so, I am really proud of myself, but I, I kind of weirdly, I know I could have gone a bit faster. So I did it in 4.37. Yeah. So a minute, that's amazing. A minute faster than my virtual. Um, Brilliant. And I was sort of in my head, I'd kind of aimed for 4.30, but it was so low down my list of wants that it mattered not a jot 
when I came in at 4.37, couldn't have given the slightest shit because I just wanted to finish it. My A, my A yeah. goal was to finish it and to and run the And you ran the whole way and that is an insane yeah. time. Yeah. So 4.37 I'm, is really good. So I'm really, really thrilled with that. Yeah. And, and I came in faster than Stephen Mangan. Yeah, Boom. you did say, you said. Yeah. Please Very impressive. Um, and then lastly, I want to, um, for the purposes of, of the listeners who won't be able to see this at all, so this meets, makes no odds. Um, I'll, I'll do audio visual descriptions. Here's my medal. Oh. Can you see? Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I really black. like it. Yeah. It's so quite, that's the front. Quite swish, isn't it? Like it's it is quite very swish. And then I at the back. Also, why am I so lame today? <laughs> swish. And then you can see that all the sights are there and you can see the Thames. Oh my goodness. Wiggle through yeah, it. Yeah, there's a bit yeah. of a... Um, like the theme. Yeah, tune, I know. It? I was about to say yeah. Eastenders. That sort of, but then I, I got slightly confused with that and Coronation Street and I was going to do the wrong one and it wouldn't have wouldn't have hit, right? So, <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, so it's lush. But can I, for context... Because my mum sent me her marathon medal from 1984, which is here. Oh, Esther's is much bigger, which therefore (laughs) means the achievement is much bigger. (laughs) Well, actually, I have to say the achievement would have been way more for my mum in 1984, because I bet of the runners, there were probably very, very few women. Yeah, very true. The training would have been quite basic I think she did a lot of mileage but Mm -hmm. there's there wouldn't have been as much information to draw on for her and think about the kind of like when I've spoken to her about nutrition and stuff I mean you know I I think she had a couple of glucose tablets before she ran it drank water the whole way through and then had a Mars bar to finish so um that was the only benefit it was sponsored by Mars look you can see the Oh, did you get a Mars bar? Oh, no, hers was no, sponsored by Mars. Hers was sponsored by so Mars. So she would have got a free Mars bar. Nice. She gets free Mars bars. Mine was because... sponsored by TCS, which is some kind of financial thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't Mars? Um, didn't Mars used to be called Marathon? No, Marathon. No, Snickers used to be called Marathon. Oh. Mars has always been Mars. Okay. I think Snickers yeah. may be part of the Mars family, actually. It is part of the Mars family. It's a bit of a funny choice then. It could have been sponsored by Marathon but they went Mars. I know. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, why didn't they do that? that? What an obvious <laughs> marketing move. <laughs> marathon sponsored by Marathon, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I suppose maybe not so many people like peanuts. Oh, yeah, maybe it was an allergy thing. Yeah, very true. I guess if one person, because people who have peanut allergies go hard with those peanut allergies, don't they? <laughs> they but do, like, yeah. If, if one person at the Marathon had, had a peanut allergy, then... yeah then yeah. they'd be fucked nightmare so. stick to nougat yeah yeah sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, i do love a mars bar this is really making me want a mars bar i really really like a mars yeah, bar yeah. I do love a right now i had a boost bar because okay so uh, to to tell you about there's still loads of things that i want to ask you about but we yes. can keep no, no, doing no. that um to tell you about a bit about me uh you know this um but I haven't I didn't do my long run this weekend which felt, no. felt really weird and I've got loads of awkward guilt around it all mm-hmm. um because I wasn't feeling on tip-top form I'm definitely feeling a bit better now I, I'm sorry if I'm sniffing through the podcast because I've got a little bit of a runny nose it's not so blocked anymore mm-hmm. um but I just had a little bit of the fact that like my chest was a bit tickly below the neck and you know the whole not below the neck mm-hmm. thing and I'd probably go to be honest I'd probably go for a run if something was below the neck if 
um, I was running for like, if I was doing 5k or something, uh, mm. being honest, but I was a bit nervous to do nine miles when I haven't run that distance for like a year and a half mm-hmm. or however long it's been. Um, so yes, got a little bit anxious about that and, um, decided that I should just have a rest and did some yoga and stuff instead. Um, but it now means that either I've got to decide whether I want to run it because I was going to run it today, but mm. I can't run it today, really. I could run it like in the evening, but yeah. it might be a bit depressing running it in the dark. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. I can't run it during my work day because there's not a big enough. We've got quite a lot of meetings and stuff going on today. So there's not a big enough slot between yeah. things that I'd be able to go out. Um, so I could do it tomorrow. But then I was speaking to our lovely Kate, who friend of the pod and also friend of ours and colleague, um, mm-hmm. who was saying that she had had a similar experience before and had just missed that long training run. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what makes me feel more nervous cramming two long runs into the space of like five days or not doing a long run at all this week. That feels a bit like not the thing to do when I've only got less than two weeks till the half marathon yeah I think because of how close you are um that cramming particularly if like so the next opportunity for you to do like a long run would be what Mm. tomorrow yeah Um, tomorrow lunchtime I was thinking because yeah I I would be inclined to suggest actually that you have a slightly longer midweek run yeah, if you can if you can pop two runs in your calendar this week that are both over that are both around five. Yeah, I think that sounds um, like a good idea. I would go for that and then have your long run at the weekend just as you normally would, because I think yeah, the cramming of it it is feels make you a little tired. bit close, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, considering I'm only having a week's taper, it feels a bit yeah it just all feels a little bit scary so so yeah. if you did so how long was your last long run was it eight eight yeah which so is not if, very long you know no, it's more it than is, half it it's more than half yeah absolutely Ugh. so if you did a couple of runs of five this week particularly actually if you did them back to back I mean that would be amazing training like you did a Tuesday and a Wednesday I mean I know that that sounds a bit manic but yeah. that's really good for your legs mm-hmm. um have a couple of days then you can have like a couple of days rest then you can do 10 on Saturday 10, 10 mm. on Saturday and that will give you the confidence 10.1 would give you yeah that's 100% true. confidence so do that yeah it would it really um, would and just I actually slow. feel like I did eight without stopping yeah I think it's well, that's go. what's really getting me in the mindset is knowing that like if I can do those distances without stopping or walking then it feels so much easier to do the next one. It's like, oh, I can definitely, because I don't I don't have in my head, oh, I'm going to run this whole 10 miles. I just have, I managed to do eight without stopping, so I can definitely do 10. And then I'll end up, well, so far, fingers crossed, not having to walk or stop any of that one either. So then that's another one in the bank, if that makes sense. So I'm never going yeah. into it thinking, oh, I'm definitely just going to be able to run this whole thing. Instead, I'm going, well, I know I can run eight. And then I find that running another one on top is is not not as bad yeah. as I thought it was going to yeah. be kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just like bear in mind all the stuff. Like I was thinking about when I was getting myself, like when um, just before I left on Saturday, 
and I was talking about running the marathon and how nervous I was. And Dave was like, why are you nervous? You know, you can do it. You've done it before. And I was like, I don't know, just, you know. Oh, it's like performance on? anxiety though, isn't it? It's like, oh, it's a slightly different thing. It's partly, am I going to shit myself? Am I going to have a heart attack? Am I going to yes. fall over and look like a twat? But it's yeah. also like, like going on stage and doing something is the only yeah. thing that I can equate it to. Yeah. Where it's like, everyone's going to look at me and they're not really, but you feel like you're doing this big thing in front of a load of people and it yeah. feels like a big deal. Yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. And then but he was he was sort of saying the same sort of thing that like we've had Anna saying to us on the pod before, which is like, well what do you want from it? Mm. You know, what like kind of what what are the wrong things that could go wrong and why would they be wrong? Why would they be a wrong thing? So like a wrong yeah. thing for me would be walking um a wrong thing would be like doing it in over five hours that kind of uh, but also the kind of the wrong thing would also be like my training not seeming as though it was enough yeah but I remembered Anna was saying um how a couple of years ago when she was training with Sharifa and I think she was sort of coaching Sharifa ahead of that marathon in 2020 which never happened yeah and Sharifa's longest she took her on a longest run and she said in the podcast that that longest run was either 16 or 17 miles I forget which and I remember that and I remember thinking but Sharifa did go on and do it she did it that year like I think she did it in October that year yeah she did it and her longest run was 16 or 17 miles and she finished it so Mm -hmm. why am I getting my knickers in a twist about having only done 21 and why are you getting your knickers in a twist about having done eight? But you know, you know, you can do nine or 10, actually, probably very comfortably without stopping. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, you know, you're, the kind of endurance and strength is there. It, you don't need to worry about yeah, you're very, that last few miles. Yeah, I know that I have run longer distances without feeling like I'm prepared for as prepared for them as I feel like I am for this yeah not longer than a half marathon but you know I feel like I've run long distances without feeling and and felt like I'm I'm not very prepared yeah and look back at the texts that you've sent me like when you did five five and six miles and how happy was your beaming little face I was for that (laughs) and now I look back at that and I'm like that's you know that's, that's, a, that's a that's a midweek run yeah yes it is, it a is so run. good how quickly it all falls into place isn't it when you because yeah. uh, I always forget like I go into these periods I don't know if anyone else can relate to this but I go into these periods where I think like I well all sounds a bit negative but they're kind of I'm a bit of a piece of shit periods aren't they where like yeah. if I'm not encouraging myself to do active stuff I lose my fitness quite quickly and then it's so much harder to get back into it. And I think I can never do something like that. I'm an unfit person. I'm not a sporty person. I'm not. <laughs> and it is amazing how quickly you get back into, like watching my friend Non run the half. I've always thought of her, sorry, run the, the London Marathon. I've always thought of her as such a speedy, sporty person. And that I could never, ever ma- measure up to what she could do because... But I was watching it and I was like, you know what? If I trained, I reckon I could run that at a similar pace and I could do it. Yeah. And and not saying definitely not undermining the fact that what, what you guys did this weekend is absolutely heroic. But <laughs> that there is also this thing that's like, if you believe that you can do it and you and you 
put the work in and you start, you'd stop letting those doubts creep in and you don't let those imposter syndrome thoughts of, oh, I'm not mm. the kind of person who could do a marathon. I'm not the kind of person who could run a, you know, whatever, whatever the challenge is, run at a particular pace, yeah. run, do a particular thing. Then, um, you can if you don't allow those your inner saboteur as RuPaul would call it to, uh, <laughs> to take over I think about that all the time when I run I'm like down in a saboteur stop it <laughs> uh, oh. oh you know um the right and the other thing the one thing that's going to help you along is <laughs> your cheer squad your supporters and I like, know you know you that's know obviously the really nice think, Cheers. yeah but it's not just the people cheering from the side it's all the people that are I don't know ev- everyone everywhere that's supporting you and oh my god I really need to tell you what I really need to get my sponsorship stuff sorted oh yeah I haven't oh done my god. anything yet and it's two weeks to go well do it I did my sponsorship I started getting sorting out my sponsorship five days before the London okay Marathon. so it's not too late I get really anxious about um asking people for money and I I think I know that I've done this I've done a half marathon twice before so I feel like people are going to be a bit like why would I bother no but it's a really nice charity I will post a link about it I really don't want anybody who listens to pod to feel like they have to donate to it because I know we're all in a massive pickle with money at the moment um especially if you live on this horrible horrible island that we live <laughs> on um but um I think, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really nice charity. So I need to start plastering it everywhere. But I'm doing it for the Stroke Association, um, who are very lovely and helpful. And um, you know, I, I, you know, a stroke changes everything in your life. The person who's had the stroke, the family, um, and it's a huge adjustment to get used to. And I think it's so lovely that there are charities that help families do that. Um, mm. so that's what I'm doing it for. I do think it's a really nice cause and I need to get cracking a little bit with my fundraising, but, uh, but it. yeah, but that's what, just what I was going to say, because sorry, that came off the back of the cheerleaders thing. Mm. There will be lovely cheerleaders there, people that I actually know. There will yeah. be the random people playing the drums and stuff that is also always lovely. But last time Esther and I ran, we ran with the, we ran with Bath Mind Mm-hmm. our local branch of mind and we work with them a little bit at work and stuff and they're super super lovely and a, a, an amazing charity and they had a whole bus do you remember they had like a double decker yes, bus they did. That they were they all did. on yeah and they were cheering lovely. us from that and every time we ran past because we had the um you know had all the clobber on and yeah. stuff they gave us extra big cheers and that was so lovely Oh, that's, that's really yeah, nice. That was really nice. But I was going to say yeah. as well, people. I don't know whether the Stroke Association will be there. I presume they probably will and have a little tent or something. Um, but even if they're not in person, just when mm. you know you've got that support through the donations and there are people that are, you know, willing you on and egging you on. Yeah. It's just a I nice think, thing to think, isn't amazing. it? It's amazing. And I was just, yeah, because, um, so I started fundraising just five days before for the Trussell Trust and I got over a thousand pounds. I know I saw this morning. End. It's really good. It's unbelievable. amazing. Unbelievable. And what is really unbelievable for me, and actually one thing that was really pushing me around, was the, the support that we were getting from the podcast. I know. So I had so many donations from people from the podcast, which was, and some of them were anonymous and some of them weren't. And and they had, there were like all these messages of support and it was just 
It was overwhelmingly wonderful. The messages that I've had on Instagram, I thought, I was just wondering if I could just shout out a couple of names. Oh my God, of course. I was getting like people I don't know on Instagram that were messaging Mm -hmm. things like, so there's like, uh, there's Vicky who says, good luck Esther, podcast Spotify listener from the US, California. Listen to all 111 episodes on my daily commute, rooting for you to finish strong. Um, there's Amy in Greenwich who says I completed the virtual London marathon in New Zealand this morning. I saved up the last few weeks of women's running podcast to listen on my run. Oh, um, there was just lots of look forward to hearing all about it on the pod. Um, the peaceful knitter, bless her <sighs> best wishes for a beautiful run. Your That's podcast so has kept me sane. There was, you know, just, it just went on and on and on. And that, there was like, there were posts, there were kind of comments under my posts, but there were also, um, if I can find it, there were also um, just messages, just messages on Instagram from, uh, you know, people just um, commenting on things or wishing me luck. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I'm trying to kind That's of say, so there were so many of them that I can't even mention everyone's names, but like, you know, Tracy Cadenhead uh marianne westfall um lynn dunn you know just podcast listeners all of them yeah all of them wishing me luck and just being amazing and like i think it's like no great shakes in the end when i was writing down the reasons for me to do those last few miles that the second to last thing that i was thinking of i know was our podcast people mm-hmm. It's like I think about them a lot when I'm running and I'm just generally just doing training runs and I'm like, I've got to I've got to continue the story. I've got to have something to tell them about. I've I've got to yeah. do it for do it for them. For you guys, sorry, weird use of pronouns because we're talking to each other, but also to you. Yeah. You know no, what just, I mean. Yeah. We you know it just but I do I really want to say thank you to all you guys because like you really fucking did carry me around. It was amazing mm. to know that you were there and that there were people out there listening to this that r- just want me to be all right. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the best feeling. It's just absolutely Aww. amazing. So, Well, look, that actually does lead us on to something that I know that you wanted to talk about as well because you emailed me about and I never replied, I'm sorry, but I can confirm that I have watched the most recent episode of Bake Off. <laughs> and the reason that it, um it kind of all comes together um is because sorry i'm be, i'm doing annoying slow speaking because i'm trying to just find the specific email um because i wanted to say who sent it to us but oh, i can't find it at the moment well a lovely listener who i remember lived in australia Mm. Um, sent us something saying uh, that she was, um, oh, here she is. She's called Veronica. So she is in Canberra in Australia. And she said that she was 
she got into running around the same time as I kind of did and that she was really looking for content that was a specific for women b had enough bake-off content to distract her while running and c had someone who didn't look feel sound like a runner so I loved that because I think that sums (laughs) us up very well uh she was just saying some like she she was just writing in and, and saying thank you there's a bit more to her email that I might save for a question and stuff for another time but um I just thought that that segued nicely into the fact that Bake Off content is required and prescribed, in fact. (laughs) Um, And we need to discuss. So did we discuss Biscuit Week? Oh, I don't think we did. I can't remember. It might be a bit of a double whammy of biscuit and bread. And I might be slightly struggling to recall Biscuit Week now. I've now forgotten Biscuit Week entirely. I've now moved to bread. And and please don't give me any spoilers because I actually only watched half of it. Oh my god, really? Okay. Yeah. I've only well, I've watched it up to the bit where I still can't can't remember our favourite's name. What's his name? Do you know? I think he's called Janosch. Janosch sounds right. I think um, that's so his th- name. There's a bit where he and Matt Lucas are discussing the best gay clubs in Brighton, which was very I know, very it's sweet. iconic. I'm obsessed <laughs> with him. He's the best. He is the best. And I was very sad for him that his pizza was not flavourful. I it know great. it looked great he tried to do a full English pizza yes he did. <laughs> yeah I thought that sounded amazing I, 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 I'm it hasn't put me off I'm definitely going to try making a full English pizza a <laughs> couple of Linda McCartney's on there yeah we love so it'd be great beans so, as the base beans, beans as the base, base. <laughs> oh that'd be great for Doug <laughs> it would um, he loves yeah. it um <laughs> But I want the main point of contention that I found very controversial during this episode that I want to discuss with you is Panareza bread. Well, it's I mean pan technically bread, it's pan. It, it yeah. is pan. But it's not, isn't it? It's croissant, isn't it? It's the, the, the I would dough call that you're it a making pastry. Is... Well, I I'm gonna add to the controversy here. Okay. And say I would happily walk past a panoraisin that's got friggin' icing on it. Who puts yeah, icing, they on did have icing on it, didn't they? That's such a kind of like it's like a um what's the what's the curry that's gone UK based that's only only exists in the UK? It's oh, like, like that, tikka masala or something. Tikka masala, yeah. It's yeah. the tikka masala. You you don't put if you go to France and get panoraisin, you wouldn't get you don't icing, see on, icing it. on it. Why do you I don't to- know what Paul's on oh. about there. It's, it's no bollocks. you kind of because it adds sweetness where you don't want sweetness because the, the whole point of it is the pastry is that slightly salty mix yeah. so you've got that kind of savory sweet thing and I then the raisins just, are sweet exactly and the, yeah. the creme pat exactly how that is is sweet <laughs> <laughs> i love a pan of raisin and i, I will stand i know up you do i was thinking of you punch someone who says that they should have icing on them <laughs> And that includes you Paul you're not you're not too fussed by it being it being classed as a bread because personally yeah. I was like what the fuck it's I I was fuming were you oh my god yeah I really I don't know why it really it really wound me up the wrong way I was like not a bread not a bread the whole time because I thought it was a bit they made pizzas yeah as the first again bread that is but bread. okay I mean no, that's I definitely bread. It's bread. Do you say, oh, okay, I'm going to make a lovely pizza. First, I need to start with the bread. No, but you would say dough. Yes, maybe you, know? you would say dough. But yeah. then you'd say dough for a shoe bun. No, you might say pastry. But wouldn't, wouldn't you? you say, oh, my dough is ready for my shoe? Well, maybe. maybe. 
<laughs> I think we're getting into semantics here, but yeah, maybe I you're right. I don't know. Semantics, but for some reason, I was like, this doesn't feel lamination. Yeah, La- no, no, no. You're no. not laminating yeah. stuff that's bread. That's no, bollocks. you don't. Yeah, that's yeah. not bread. Yeah. And then the should thing we write, that they should we write made... in? Yeah, should we write in? Should we write to Ofcom about it? Yeah. So this is pastry week, not bread week. You know, I just thought it was difficult to see. The, the final challenge was definitely bread. That was definitely bread, but weird. But yeah. Yeah. Bread. So you yeah. haven't got to the end of that yet. I've got to the beginning of it and I'm already like, what? And I I've know, got a Swedish really next door neighbour and I want to go around and go, seriously, what is going on Please here? Please go, this is can you go thing. and do some market research? Go and ask, Hello. go and ask your Swedish neighbour because I want to know whether people really do eat savoury cake, bread, bread cake. sandwiches. Bread yeah. It's awful. Very, very strange. And Weird. I didn't really like the look of, look of any of them. They all looked a little bit like, you know, in Harry Potter, mm. um, Sorry, this is slight spoilers, but they Fine. all looked a bit like the uh, in Harry Potter where um, there's that big nasty green and purple cake. Do you know what I mean? And and Dobby <laughs> makes it fall on the uh, on some old woman's head or something <laughs> to get Harry Potter in trouble. I, I did. I, see, I haven't seen. I'm going to watch the rest of it tonight, and I haven't seen the results yet. All yeah. I saw was some of the drawings, and even from the drawings, it was like. That just it doesn't yeah. look appetizing. And no. bearing in mind that I think most things that I've tried that are Swedish food type things are delicious. Like anything I've eaten in IKEA, you know, oh, yeah, big thumbs up. Right? They yeah. love a pickled they love a pickled <laughs> thing, pickle. don't they? And I yeah. and yeah. They also the most... have what's that thing called that they do? What thing? Oh, they've got a name for this tea break that they have where you have to just stop and eat cake. In the middle of the That's day. Nice. Oh, I, know. I didn't know that. I can't remember what it's called, but um, it's got a Swedish name that's kind that's of untranslatable. Nice. It's only translated as a forced break for cake. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I like and my, my Swedish next door neighbor at Christmas, she will always come round with an apple cake, which in Swedish is called a bunkakaka. Oh, I think you've talked about the bunker have kaka I, before. Have I just, have Maybe on not the on the pod, but to me, I think you, I think kaka. we've discussed the bunker kaka before. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they make a bunker kaka? They should have made a bunker kaka. But they're going to go Swedish. Oh yeah, true. Of course. Sorry, it wasn't Swedish week. <laughs> Sorry. They should so do Swedish week though, right? <laughs> they should. I mean, it was kind of like Scandinavian week in a way because. Danish pastry, I would essentially call a panareza. Oh, she's grimacing at me. Is that not, have I got my Danish pastries in a twist, if you pardon the... I don't, do panareisons originate from Denmark? Do all pastries... the time that I'm having to do look up the origin of something pastries. on this pod. The fact that it's called panareisen makes me think that it's French. Me too. When I was in Italy over summer... Yeah. Um. I we ordered some croissants, and I think they called croissants Danish pastries, which I found really weird. That's very strange. That's very strange. Um. Hang on. Do all pastries originate from Denmark? <laughs> Google's going to go no. <laughs> oh yeah. It this this article says. I love this phrasing. Can you keep a secret? Danish pastries are not really Danish. <laughs> in Denmark these world famous sticky delights are called Vienna bread as they were first made <gasps> in Austria 
Oh, and then they're talking about the big the big buns like that that I would consider a, a Danish pastry. I mean, yeah, they're talking about things filled with apple and, you know, those kind of yeah. ones. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's from an article called Eight, Danish, Eight Traditional Danish Foods You Really Shouldn't Miss. <laughs> Words so the wise, go. Words to the wise. Danish pastries. Yeah. Can you keep a secret? They're not actually Danish. Not actually Danish. No. <laughs> well, there we go. That was what I really wanted to discuss with you was whether you would consider a panareza a bread. I personally would not. No, I not would consider bread. it a, a pastry or a. Mm. I mean, but then, but then, it's okay. Also, exactly. in in Biscuit Week, they made macarons. Oh my god, they did. Do you remember that too? What is going yeah. on this season with the classification of bakes? Macarons aren't biscuits. Macarons are not biscuits. They're also horrible as well, I aren't they? I hate macarons as well. <laughs> this is quite controversial because in um, Doug's family, they, they've they got a, a kind of... I don't know what it is, but they, they all really love macarons. Doug's sister loves macarons, loves France, and for her wedding had like a macaron tree. Jesus. Um, yeah, like a huge thing of of hundreds of macarons find that really for a wedding cake. <laughs> I know, I know, and I have to. It's time to confess because I've spent a, a ten years of being with Doug, going, "Oh yeah, lovely. Okay, I'll have a raspberry one." I don't like them. I really dislike them. I'm nice. sorry if that if Doug's family are listening, and I'm revealing this information, and I'm confessing that I didn't have a single macaron off the macaron tree. But I, I I pretended to. I, I, I didn't eat a single one of those for real because I don't... They taste like... Well, they're like that weird marzipan-y flavour of kind of slightly almondy that I don't yeah. like marzipan. It's that, it's, that's not for me anyway. And then, and then it's just... If they had some kind of nice, interesting texture to them, but it's just like eating... Oh. Um, no. It's, it's horrible. It's just... It's kind of dusty. It's like polystyrene. Yeah disappointment dusty disappointment dusty just disappointment like, just if you want to eat sugar there are so many other nicer forms i think that's what upsets me because i love i love the sugar sugary thing i have to admit i don't love cake like, mm. I, I wouldn't always go for a cake you know what i always go for because i had it the other day i'm very very partial to a, a lemon meringue pie she, she likes a lemon thing. I do she like a it. lemon thing. I love a lemon tart or something. And as attested in, in in Berlin, you also really like a massive pretzel. Oh, yeah. I love a massive pretzel because, again, no, that's more savoury. That's bread for sure. Why don't they make massive pretzels? <laughs> they anyway, we may be talking... fucking icing on them. <laughs> they probably do. Paul yeah. would probably say, don't forget the, um, yeah, the famous oh. drizzle of royal icing on top. Otherwise, it's not Hollywood. a proper pretzel. He yeah. can do one. I yeah, Paul just... Hollywood can suck it this week. That's the conclusion <laughs> of the Bake Off Thoughts this week. <laughs> Should we get him on the pod? Let's get him on. I bet he runs. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only weekly newsletter from me and Holly. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 